This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Heroes Among Us. Courageous neighbors coming together after a plane crashes into the house. And the Gabby Petito autopsy. She was strangled. What the coroner's revealing about how Gabby was killed. Then, wedding day ruined. All because of the chaos at the airport. The heartbroken bride. My heart just was shattered. And the three-year-old girl snatched off the street. The shocking video as grandma chases down the kidnapper. How is she doing? How are the kids? Plus, the high school student in cuffs. Today, I was arrested for not wearing a mask. And the mysterious death of actress Brittany Murphy. The new documentary about the late star. How did she die so young? Plus, the magnificent elk stuck with a tire around his neck for two years. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. The debris field in a San Diego neighborhood extends a full city block following the deadly crash of a private plane on a residential neighborhood. And as Jim Murray reports, the death toll might have been higher if not for the brave efforts of some neighborhood heroes. Is anybody in the house? Courageous neighbors leap into action after a plane crashes into their street. The houses are ablaze, but that isn't stopping these fearless heroes. Come on! Come on! Come on! They help one woman out of a window. Her pants are in shreds and her hair is scorched, and she's beside herself. Not everyone is safe yet. There's somebody back there! One rescuer pulls down a backyard fence, and they help the woman's husband to safety. Let him sit down, let him sit down. The rescued woman is worried about her pet. The horror happened when a twin-engine plane crashed outside San Diego as it was coming in for a landing. A plane hit, oh my God. The pilot was a cardiologist who's believed to have become disoriented or suffered a medical crisis in the cockpit. Low altitude alert, climb immediately. Climb the airplane, climb the airplane, please. The tower's pleas went unheeded. A UPS driver making a delivery on the block was killed. You can see his blazing truck in this video. His fellow UPS workers paid their respects at the crash site today. The pilot also died. You can see the aftermath of the plane crash behind me. The UPS truck has literally been torn in half. The cars and trucks parked in front of these two destroyed homes were incinerated. You can see debris from what appears to be the aircraft strewn about the street. In addition to the tremendous impact, there was also intense heat caused by the fire. It's difficult to imagine anyone in those homes 
survived. These are the three folks. The hero neighbors, Allison Ray, Michael Keeley, and Amanda Nelson, got huge hugs today from the grateful son of the couple they saved. You've got, you've got tears in your eyes. Uh, yeah, I mean, this, it's a natural re reaction to, you know, being around the people who saved you from being an orphan. I'm just thankful that we were all there and together to do what we did. Newlyweds Courtney and Cody Campbell were at work, but their new home was destroyed just a day after they finished renovating. Obviously a really sad situation over, overall, and our hearts go out to, you know, anyone who lost their lives and the UPS driver. A terrible tragedy, but proof there really are heroes among us. Is anybody in the house? The injured couple currently is in the local hospital's burn unit in intensive care. Nearly a month after the remains of Gabby Petito were found near Grand Teton National Park, the local coroner is sharing details about her cause of death. Gabby Petito was strangled to death. We hereby find the cause and manner of death to be the cause death by strangulation and manner is homicide. Coroner Dr. Brent Blue announced the findings of the autopsy today during a Zoom press conference. Can you tell us if any DNA samples were taken from Gabby's remains and if the body was intact? I can tell you the DNA samples were taken by law enforcement. And all I can tell you about remains is that uh, the body was outside for three to four weeks. A document obtained by Inside Edition shows Gabby was killed by manual strangulation. The coroner would not reveal whether her killer used his hands or a ligature, or if there was an attempt to bury her at the remote campsite outside Grand Teton National Park in Wyoming. He said Gabby was killed about three or four weeks before the body was found on September 19th. He would not say if her body was buried or whether there are any other marks on her body. As to social media rumors that she was pregnant, the coroner had this to say. She was not pregnant. Forensic pathologist Dr. Priya Banerjee reviewed the findings for Inside Edition. In this case, there's alleged intimate partner violence. And remember, this is that would be an up-close and personal kind of death. Now that we know she was strangled, this police body cam video of Gabby takes on more significance as Gabby describes how Brian Laundrie grabbed her jaw. Could that have actually been an attempt to choke her? The neck is a very protected area. And so the natural response is like, this, you know, as I'm demonstrating, which is the chin to chest, possibly a, a bruise on the cheek could be consistent with that. In Northport, Florida, this was the poignant scene as the makeshift memorial to Gabby was dismantled. They include a large wooden cross with Gabby's name, carefully loaded on a pickup truck. All the items will be offered to Gabby's family. Meanwhile, the hunt for Brian Laundry, Gabby's fugitive fiance, goes on. An attorney for Brian Laundrie's family reacted to today's news that Gabby was strangled by calling her death at such a young age a tragedy. Gabby's mother called that comment garbage. If you've been trying to get anywhere on Southwest Airlines, today was the fifth day that flights were delayed. The airline is blaming weather and staff shortages, but whatever the reason, the result is canceled flights, dashed plans, and this bride in tears because her family couldn't get to her wedding outside Las Vegas. Here's Stephen Fabian. It was supposed to be the happiest day of their lives, but that's not how it turned out for Kimberly Romano and her groom Kyle when they said, I do. I had to get married without a single member of my family present. 
and that was really, really upsetting. And that's just something that I can never, I can never get that back. Kimberly had to be consoled by her groom as she told Inside Edition of the human toll of Southwest Airlines cancellation chaos. One after another, flights for Kimberly and Kyle's family and friends were canceled. Then worst of all, her parents' flight out of Chicago was canceled. So they drove 92 miles all the way to Milwaukee, but when they got there, their rebooked flight was canceled too. My heart just was shattered when I got the notification. That, um, that that flight had been canceled as well. Gosh, I'm so sorry. It sounds like you missed out on quite a few wedding traditions. It was really important for me to have my dad walk me down the aisle. Luckily, like our bus man stepped in to walk me down the aisle so that I didn't have to walk by myself. But it was, it was very heartbreaking. The wedding couldn't be delayed. You can see mom watching the ceremony via FaceTime as she wipes away tears from 1,700 miles away. Her sisters say they tried everything they could to be there. It's heartbreaking for us. It's heartbreaking for her. So completely devastated. I just want the truth as to what was going on and why they ruined so many occasions, not just for us, but for so many other people. Meanwhile, the CEO of Southwest Airlines went on GMA today to apologize for all the disruption. Of course, I want to apologize to all of our customers. Uh, this is not this is not what we want, but. Um, unfortunately, it just takes a couple of days to uh, get things back on track. And we're a year and a half into COVID and masks are still a hot button issue. This high school student ended up in handcuffs after she refused to wear a mask and then refused to leave the school when asked to do so. She'd rather go to jail than wear a mask. Today, I was arrested for not wearing a mask. 16-year-old Grace Smith refused to comply with her high school's mask mandate in Laramie, Wyoming, and was suspended. But she attempted to go to class anyway. Can you please let me into class? I can't unless you're going to wear a mask. She sat down on the floor and refused to move. Cops were called, and Grace was arrested for trespassing. So you're still refusing to leave? Yes, sir. Even after you're receiving your citation? Yes, sir. All right. Then at this point, I am going to place you into custody for trespassing. Now Grace and her dad are speaking out. I was honestly just so surprised. Um, I never saw myself in the back of a squad car, especially not for something that I didn't do. Because um, I was not trespassing. I was just trying to get my education. Yesterday, we told you about the many random attacks on the street, often by mentally ill suspects. Well, it happened again. A homeless man tried to snatch a three-year-old little girl right out of her grandmother's hands. Amber Cogliano has more. You are about to witness a terrifying abduction. A grandmother is walking with three toddlers. Now look at this stranger covering himself with a blanket. Without warning, he violently snatched the littlest youngster, a three-year-old girl. The stunned grandmother chases after him, leaving twin brothers bewildered and alone. You can see this little guy hysterical over what he saw. The grandmother was babysitting her grandchildren and walking them home from a park here in the Bronx, New York, when it happened. The grandmother gave chase. So did the Good Samaritans who heard her screams. This is where they cornered the kidnapper. He put the child down and then calmly walked away as if nothing happened.
Then he jumped on his scooter and rode off. Police found him three hours later sleeping in a store doorway and identified him as 27-year-old Santiago Salcedo. He smiled for cameras as he was taken away for his arraignment. Furman Bracero was one of the good Samaritans. So four people went after him. Plus the grandmother. Did anyone grab him? The grandmother got close to him. When you saw him trying to take the child, you started yelling. Yes, I said, put her down, put her down, what are you doing? Thank God that we were all here and we all did the right thing. I spoke to the mother of the young children. How is she doing? How are the kids? Kids are great. She's still shaking. We will get through this. She's the greatest mom in the world. Security consultant Bill Stanton says grandmom was faced with a terrible choice. By going after the kidnapper, she also had to leave the twins to fend for themselves. She did the right thing. She addressed the imminent threat. She went after the assailant, screaming, letting people know, thank God there were other people in this gas station to step up. They were prepared, not scared, to make a difference. The suspect is charged with kidnapping and endangering the welfare of a child. Kim Kardashian got good reviews for her first time hosting Saturday Night Live, but one person who wasn't laughing is the sister of the late Nicole Brown Simpson, who says that O.J. joke went way too far. Kim Kardashian got big laughs for her O.J. Simpson joke on SNL. My father was and still is such an influence and inspiration. It's because of him that I met my first black person. Want to take a stab in the dark at who it was? Uh, I know it's sort of weird to remember the first black person you met, but OJ does leave a mark. Or several. Or none at all. I still don't know. But for someone watching at home, it wasn't funny. She is Tanya Brown, the sister of OJ Simpson's slain wife, Nicole. She's calling the zinger beyond inappropriate and insensitive and in poor taste. Kim's mom, Kris Jenner, was good friends with Nicole Brown Simpson before her murder 27 years ago. Her late husband, Robert Kardashian, was one of Simpson's so-called dream team of lawyers. Tanya says she believes Kim should have refused to crack the joke, which she also calls distasteful. I still don't know. And concerned today for Wendy Williams as it's been announced that she is not ready to return to her talk show. There have been plans for her to be back on the set next week, but her rep now says Wendy needs more time to take care of her health. Wendy Williams will not be returning to her talk show when the new season premieres next week. A show spokesperson announced that the talk show host is still under medical supervision. She is making progress but is experiencing serious complications as a direct result of Graves' disease and her thyroid condition. In September, the 57-year-old troubled talk show host was diagnosed with a breakthrough case of COVID. The last time she was seen in public, she was running errands around New York City and getting into a wheelchair. Her return date was left vague, with the spokesman saying it will happen as soon as she's ready. I hope she's better soon. Guest hosts will be filling in for Wendy until further notice. Next, the mysterious death of actress Brittany Murphy. The new documentary about the late star. How did she die so young? Plus, the magnificent elk stuck with a tire around his neck for two years. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. 
Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. She was an actress with big potential. Then, Brittany Murphy died young. Well, now a new HBO Max documentary is looking into the star's troubled final years. It's your first look at the blockbuster documentary that reveals new chilling information about the mysterious death of actress Brittany Murphy. I met this guy who's so totally amazing. The former It Girl, known for the films Clueless, 8 Mile, and for dating Ashton Kutcher, died in her home at age 32. Media paparazzi surrounded the home that she shared with her husband, Simon Monjack. At the time of her death, Brittany was married to screenwriter Simon Monjack. Now the HBO documentary, What Happened, Brittany Murphy, alleges Monjack was a con artist and contributed to her death. Brittany's friend, actress Kathy Najimy, appears in the documentary. During a little dip she was having, he came along. And I think that's where her judgment was muddled and she became prey. We all were scared and freaked out. Like, who was this guy? And there's this shocking claim. Simon said that he dated Elle McPherson and Madonna. He said that he had been dying from terminal brain cancer and that he had bought an experimental treatment derived from the fins of sharks. Every single word out of his mouth was a lie. In 2009, Britney's mother found her daughter unconscious in the L.A. home she shared with the couple and frantically called 911. The actress's death was ruled an accident due to pneumonia, anemia, and multiple drug intoxication. According to the documentary, 90 prescription bottles were found in her bedroom. There are also claims Brittany was anorexic. In an appearance on the Today Show, her husband denied she was abusing prescription drugs. Brittany was not taking any medication for her mood, for anorexia, for any kind of mental illness. In a bizarre twist, Monjak died five months after Brittany of pneumonia. In 2013, her father told Inside Edition that he believes she may have been killed with rat poison. Do you believe your daughter was murdered? I absolutely do. Something made her sick. A healthy 32-year-old doesn't just die. What Happened, Brittany Murphy starts streaming Thursday on HBO Max. We'll be back with more right after this. Still to come, The Magnificent Elk stuck with a tire around his neck for two years. Sound the gifting panic alarm. We've all been there. You need to find the perfect gift. You have absolutely zero ideas and you don't know where to start. Relax. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. 
Gift Mode takes the stress out of gifting, so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. Just answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like, and Gift Mode gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Imagine pages of artisan espresso mugs for the coffee connoisseur in your life. Or for the pickleballer, customized paddle covers in every shade imaginable. Etsy's got you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. How would you like to walk around with a heavy tire around your neck for years? Well, this elk just did. It's an elk with a tire stuck around its neck for two years. The magnificent beast was recorded on trail cameras in Colorado. Tourists have also been on the lookout as word got around about the elk's misery. Imagine stuck with this 20-pound millstone for two years. The unusual sight was first noticed in the summer of 2019 when wildlife officials took this photo. During the breeding season, their necks swell up and they get much thicker. And our worry was that animal would fill up the entire uh, center of that tire and potentially restrict um, blood flow or air or ability to grow because that tire was around its neck. They finally caught up with the animal and shot it with a tranquilizer dart to remove the tire, which was rimmed with metal. They had to unfortunately cut off the antlers. And here are those antlers and the tire today. I suspect that this elk will be doing just fine. He's gonna grow a brand new set of antlers in the spring. At last, he's free of that tire. Cool story. When we come back, what's on the roof? A roof mystery. I heard a little pitter-patter on the roof when I was making dinner. Let's just turn around. This mom turns her camera around to her roof and... Let's see what? It's a goat. Oh. Oh, weird. Let's just keep... What's, what could be happening over there? Two more goats. Sweet. Sweet. That's good. They're her pets. We'll see you tomorrow. If you like Inside Edition, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey.